Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have the highly anticipated interview tonight with this amazing melodic hard rock band, White Noise Owl, who are going to be making their debut tomorrow with their new album out, Until We Meet Again. So I'm going to do a nice introduction for the guys, and we have a couple of them on the line already, but I want to do a brief introduction to the show. started the show approximately, I can't believe it's been almost three years ago, uh, because I really wanted to create a concept and forum where I could have people on in the entertainment industry to help promote and support them. A little bit about myself, I have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I really love doing in my profession is interviewing people. I really take a different perspective, and, and Pete, Pete Murray can comment tonight because I did a pretty much an hour and a half interview with him. We'll definitely talk about that so we can plug that interview too. But I really want to let people know who the artists are that I have on my show. You really get to know them as people, not just throwing out random questions that, you know, typical interviewers ask. So I really do a lot of research on my guests, and I really am genuinely interested in them. So with that in mind, I also have a passion for the entertainment industry. I have an album out as a solo artist. Um, I do some writing for some magazines, and then I created the show. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you want to dial in tonight and ask some questions, the number is 805 843-1320. I have a chat room open, too, but because I'm going to be predominantly focused on the show and interviews, since I'm a one-person show here, I will try to go back and forth, but please feel free to call in. A couple things to keep in mind, although I mentioned I'm a psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, I do like to joke around with people, and we do have a good time on my show, but we're not doing any type of formal therapy or treatment, even though a lot of my guests like to talk about how they can utilize that. And also, just if you want to talk about any potentially embarrassing or humiliating stories, just to keep any specific identifying information out and make it anonymous because we don't want to personally humiliate anyone. All right. I don't even know where to begin. I was thinking about White Noise Owl last night and just how to even do an introduction with these guys. Um, They really are what you would call a super group. I know people have referred to them with some of the stuff I've looked at on the Internet, but they truly are. I mean... This is a group that is going to be composed of some of the most talented musicians that we have seen in a long time coming together and creating some really groundbreaking music and sounds. I think the amazing aspect about the band is, and I'm sure going to comment on this tonight, is that there's no strings tied to a record label that would likely restrict their artistry or their creativity, um, and, and they're able to really do what they want to do with the music that they put out on this album. The members consist of vocalist Pete Murray, who we all know from Low Pro, Otterspank, and his side project Life on Planet Nine, guitarist Chris Shy from Aurora Sky and Fear the Clown, bassist John, and I don't want to botch this, and Amen, as well as from Low Pro, and drummer extraordinaire Will Hunt from a laundry list of major bands, including Evanescence, Dark New Day, Device, I Empire, Soil, and many others. So as I said, tomorrow, March 11th, they are going to release this album until we meet again featuring the hit single, or smash hit, as Pete likes to call it, little inside joke he and I have, titled Speed. Okay, the album was also produced by Grammy Award-nominated producer Ben Gross, and they'll talk all about him tonight and their relationship and rapport with him. 
And I guess the last thing I can just say is that I want to know uh, when these guys are going to put out more music, and I'm sure everyone by the end of the interview is, wanna, is going to want to know when the full names will come out. So for more information, visit them at whitenoiseowl.com. Okay, who's this? Uh, this is Chris Shy. Hey, Chris, how are you? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Carrie, for having us on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let me bring Pete on. I see he's on the other line. It's Ancy. Hey, Pete, Carrie. how are you? <laughs> I'm awesome. How are, how are you, you doing? Pete? Good, good. Living Welcome the back dream. again. You yeah, live in the dream. You. That's right. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, and w- welcome to the show, Chris. I know it's the first time having you on, so it's a pleasure to have you on, too, with Pete. That's awesome. Thanks. Cool. So, as I said, I mean, this is an amazing EP that you guys put out, and we're really going to get into it tonight. I think it would be interesting, because just reading about how the band came together and, and doing some research on the background with you guys, why don't you start out, Chris, and you were the one, looks like, who initiated the initial contact, and I think that's really cool and interesting. But I want to know a little bit about you as a musician. Um, just tell us a little bit about your background. You know, where did you grow up? How did you get involved in music? Do you want to, you know, plug Aurora Sky, talk a little bit about that band, if you're still in it, is, is it still active? Yeah, just give us some interesting information on you. Uh, sure, yeah, I was kind of the, the troublemaker here for, for White Noise Owl, kind of started everything. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and uh, I still live there. Um, I'm a student there still, and I was in. I was actually a drummer for a long time um, through a lot of bands, most notably with Fear the Clown. Uh, we were signed to an indie label and and did some did some pretty cool stuff there. Um, and then I actually didn't get involved in in playing guitar until late 2008, sometime in 2009. I mean, before okay. then, you know, I could kind of fumble around and, and make a mess of things on it, but I actually got kind of serious about it then. And uh, I was really a studio writer and a studio musician more than anything for Horror Sky, and that was back in 2010. I think they're still going strong, but I think it's very different now than whenever I was actually involved in co-writing with them. So Okay. And real quick, um, just, to, just to digress, why um why did you switch over from drums to guitar? Was there you know something going on in terms of were you in a project that was lacking a guitarist and and you needed to kind of take over the brunt of the work? Or tell us a little bit about that. No, I mean really, I I started traveling like all over the country um, in the mid two thousands, and drums are pretty tough. Like if you move into a small apartment like in Austin, Texas or Philly, like you can't really like rock out like that. So um, I just kind of defaulted to guitar because I have, I have a real love for songwriting and um, it was, it was tough for me to, you know, find rehearsal spaces for drums. And I, you know, I I really, I I don't want to say that I I lost my passion for that side or anything, but Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted a new challenge. So Nice, and I'm I guess sure it sounds like sure I mean... appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Pete. Mouth, I yeah. love your sense of humor. So no, no, no. Oh, 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 whenever you have something to say, please feel to say. Feel free to say. I'm, you I'm sure his neighbor appreciated transition. Right, Definitely, because right, I don't. Absolutely. I was. I wasn't the most amazing of drummers to begin with. So I figured if I could just if I could just one up myself with guitar, then everybody wins. So. 
Okay. So just real quick, just as just to learn something interesting about you. So growing up in, in Oklahoma, you know, what were you like as a kid? Did you get an interest in music at an early age or, you know, were you a kid that was into sports? Tell us something interesting about you when you were younger. Yeah, I was kind of, I did like everything. I mean, I was into sports. Um, I really didn't play music at all until uh, I guess I was in my early teens whenever I started. I, I went away to military school, and whenever you're in military oh, wow. school, you just, yeah, you just, I mean, you you kind of constantly are hearing drum cadences all the time because you have to march everywhere you go. And so whenever I came home from that, it's kind of, I couldn't get all of these cadences out of my head. So I actually, that's whenever I, I picked up a set of drumsticks and, and started teaching myself all these cadences. Interesting. Um, yeah, and then um, still, like all the way, you know, through high school and everything, I was, I was still active in sports and I did all kinds of different things. And then I got really serious about music in my late teens. And that's whenever I joined FTC and, and you know, had my, my first couple of tours with them. And, um, you know, it kind of went off from there. So Nice. Nice. Okay. So Aurora Sky, I read a little bit about them. You, you know, you were, you were with them, and it looked like, I guess it was you and one of the other members. You guys, did you get a label, and then you guys got dropped? Or just tell us a little bit about kind of your experience in the industry, and then we'll segue into you deciding how you decided to reach out to Pete and get him involved. Yeah, not with Aurora Sky. That one was, um, that was an independent project. And I, I'd say that the coolest part um, about whenever I was involved there mm-hmm. was that we went in and we recorded, um, it wasn't even like an EP. I mean, it was basically like a demo, but it was, um, it was just a, a small collection of songs, but we did it with Ben Gross. That's initially how I met him. Mm-hmm. And, um, so for me, that was like the best part of Aurora Sky because I got to, you know, really build that foundational friendship with Ben and, and kind of pave the way for us to work with uh, the White Noise Alley P later. So I actually think, you know, it, from what I've seen, I, I think Aurora Sky has actually kind of changed, you know, what they're doing musically all together now, um, you know, even from then. So it was, it was just kind of a good segue, I guess, for me to, to, to get in and co-write with them. And then I met Ben. I met a lot of really cool people. I worked with uh, Corey Lowry on that project. And, uh, you know, then, nice. you know, years later, kind of here we are with, with White Noise Al, so. Okay, cool. So about how long ago, give us a little time frame, when did you decide to contact Pete? What was kind of going through your head? Um, did you know Pete? Tell us a little bit of the background story behind that. Yeah, Chris, so what were you thinking Seriously, what I mean, <laughs> what what possibly would make you call me up? Uh, well, did well, you first you, of all did you know Pete? I didn't even did know Pete. Know that was the coolest thing. That was the coolest okay, thing cool. is that I didn't even I know Pete. That. I was okay. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. I mean, I could I could sing you his whole catalog. I I knew of Pete's you know work through <laughs> Ultra Spank and Low Pro and I'm from mm-hmm. Planet Nine, but. I'd kind of been out of music for a little while, and then I, all of a sudden, I just, you know, I got this itch that I wanted to, I wanted to work on a record again. And real, real quick, Pete, real quick, Chris, not to interrupt you. Why were you out of music for a little while? About how long? Uh, I guess it was from 2010 until uh, we we got going on this EP. So uh, wow, okay. about years. Oh so, yeah. Um, so this one and night, you... I just. 
I'm sorry, real quick. And what were you doing? Were you working in the meantime? I was working, and then I and then I went back to school. I'm actually a student, um, funny enough, in clinical psychology. So you and I can kind of drag each other on the carpet there. So interesting. We'll have to talk off the air about that. Very cool. Are you going for undergrad or advanced degree? Uh, For advanced degree. So I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to private practice as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being Pete now. I'm, I'm doing too many interruptions, and I'm being like Howard Stern. I don't, I don't like to interrupt people, but I just am curious. So, okay. So, go ahead. Now, how do you, how do you reach out to Pete? So, I, you know, I decided I wanted to do the project, and I, and Pete was like the foundation. Of, like, I, I had to have him, and uh, so I got a little inebriated one night, and I reached out to my personal music manager. I'm Craig, and I said, I said, you, you have to grant me an audience with Pete. And then, you know, from there, hopefully once we get over, like, this blind date awkwardness, like, we can work on the music, and, and hopefully it'll be into it. And, and that's, I mean, that's literally how it was, like, the first time Pete and I ever talked on the phone. We didn't, we didn't know anything about each other, really, and we were just, you know, we were talking about the concept of putting this together, but it was, it was so early. It was really strange. Okay, so you were working with Craig Stegel? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, and I want to thank him because he's been, and we'll talk about him, he's been just a breath of fresh air. And I just, both, all of you guys, I just really wanted to personally say thank you for the promotion you've done for the interview. I, I just, it's interesting to see out of how many artists I've interviewed that just don't promote it. And it's like there's only so much I can do, you know what I mean, on my end. So it's just been great seeing all of you guys work together as a team and just really, you know, put this out there. So I really appreciate it. No problem. We appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So Pete, so, what was your like? The, what, was, what were you like when uh, he's contacting you? You're getting out of finishing up this integration effect. You're working on the Life on Planet Nine, you know, follow up, and and now you have someone asking you to do another project. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm always – I don't really turn anything down without hearing it first. Okay. Uh, I mean, I like to make music. That's, that's kind of my gig. Mm-hmm. Some, some people like to play golf, you know. Some people like to lawn bowl. I like to make music. <laughs> so I do it all I do it all the time, you know. And, I, you know, Chris – I got along with Chris instantly, and then I heard that first riff, and I was – I mean, I was on board. Literally, I mean, I uh, I definitely heard something that was different for me. You know, I, I, don't, I have no interest in just making the same thing over and over again. I felt like this would be a, a good challenge. It was kind of not like anything I'd done before, so. Cool. I'm I'm all about it. You know, I I, I stretch myself a little thin sometimes, but um, you know, this this stuff was really pretty painless, and uh, we bounced stuff off each other uh, a lot, and it was. I mean, I kind of learned in the process, so I was all about it. Nice. And where are you located? Are you still in Oklahoma, Chris, or where are you located now? Yep, I'm I'm still in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so in, and you're out in San Diego, right, Pete? I am, yeah. I mean, the technology makes it pretty amazing, just bouncing files back and forth, and, and we built all these songs without ever meeting for, I think, um, five seconds. I think cumulatively, like, like our our total separation between like Will and me and John and Pete is something like somewhere close to twenty six hundred miles. I mean, it's wild. 
That's crazy. Okay, so so you start. You guys are talking with each other, and this is something you're going to pursue. So, what's the next step in terms of Pete? Do you reach out to John, who you have a you know long time relationship with, or does Will get involved next? What's the tell us the sequence of events in terms of how you start piecing the members together, even though you're not formally meeting until you're literally getting into the studio, which was really interesting to read. Yeah, I mean, I think we we really, you know, Chris and I tried to build the foundation of these songs first to kind of see if it was even going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like, oh, all right, well, we, we finished all these songs, so let's do this, you know, and I think um, Chris went to bat working on, on Ben, and then we just were kind of throwing names around for the rest of the of the players involved. John's my favorite bass player, so John Fonstock, by the way, you, you did butcher his name. But. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's but it's sorry, John. A very one. But John's my favorite, <laughs> so um, I mean, he was he was on board instantly, and I, it's it's the whole thing is really kind of bizarre. I mean, it was like I remember when we showed up to East West to finally do it, I was kind of like, how did we even get here? This is a little strange, but it all just kind of, all the planets sort of lined up, and 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 then there there we were doing it. Cool. And what about Will Hunt? How did he get involved in the uh, lineup? Because you mentioned John in terms of your relationship with him and him being your favorite bassist. So how did Will get involved? Will was, was, uh, was Chris's score. Well, I, like once we kind of had, he was mentioning kind of once we had the foundation of the songs together, I think we kind of, you know, we, we went in opposite directions to kind of, to get like the rhythm section. He went and got John and, I leveraged uh, my relationship with Ben to try and get Will because Will was actually my first choice. To, and he's such a busy guy. Like, I actually thought right. it was like, you know, one in a million chance that, like, the timing would work out. And we sent Will the tracks, and, and we I think, like, later that night I was on the phone with him, and he was just super into it and just clicked right away. I mean, it was really pretty painless. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right, so you guys come together, and then when do you guys start going into the studio and, and working together as a group to put the uh, EP together? About two seconds after we met. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally, Chris Chris flew in. Yeah. I, I drove up to meet him. We met at Ben's studio. Chris had okay. landed like 45 minutes earlier. Uh, we met in the lobby and we walked in and started hanging out with Ben and just talking about songs and, and kind of working on some arrangements. And then we all met at East West the next day. So we were wait, the time frame in terms Chris of, I, go ahead. No, Chris and I had breakfast the next day and like that, that was literally it before we started recording. <laughs> Everybody no, just come on, you guys are like pulling my leg. We're What's that? We all, we met, we talked about their arrangements. I mean, we literally talked about it with Will. Like, hey, man, what do you think about adding this section? And Will's like, all right. <laughs> wow. We just, we just belted it out. There's like a moment on the um, on the second teaser that we released on YouTube. Like, if you check it out, there's a moment where Will is, 
he's standing over me and he's and he's asking me, you know, like, oh, so you guys haven't even actually met? And I mean, <laughs> and like, the the real humor about that is that not only, I mean, had we literally just met like within that hour, we were recording right. that EP less than an hour later. That's great. I'm just so like maybe again I I work in corrections so it's been a really long day but you you talk on the phone right you show him what some of your ideas are and then literally you fly out that was that was pretty much it I mean Chris and I worked on these songs for some time you know we were we were going yeah. back and forth but we we kind of got right, to know each other right that's right then okay okay gotcha. absolutely okay that's we we, we right, got to know each other too. through the course of the summer we got to know each other pretty well but right, I mean I right right I've never met never met will before you know and and john came right in he knew all you know he knew everything and everybody just kind of stepped up with their a-game it was pretty pretty amazing there really weren't any hiccups in the recording that's great so how long did it take you guys to record the uh the songs in total i think we were it was 22 days start to finish i think okay and then that didn't include you know the mix time or anything like that but that was actual recording Wow. Okay, 22 days, you said? Yep. Okay. So it's still a lot of work and time you put into it. This wasn't something where you guys just went in and three days later you put out, you know, this this EP. So, okay, cool. No, we, so, we definitely worked on it. We worked on it once we got into the studio. We really – and for me personally, working with Ben is something I've always wanted to do. I actually wanted mm-hmm. him to produce the first the first Low Pro record, uh, but it didn't – didn't work out, but being in the studio with Ben, he's the kind of guy who throws a lot at you, and you, you know, and you, he gives you a lot of stuff to kind of try. So we really, um, we really, I, for me personally, I had a blast just kind of trying all sorts of different things while I was in there. So we spent a lot that's of time. We kind of had the luxury of time. So it was, it was very cool. Was that when you, Pete? That's interesting because I did read something where something called title of record. Sessions. What was that about? Where you were referring to Ben having flashbacks or, or something about a project? Was that with you? That's something from a long time ago. Uh, well, he worked on the on the filter record. Okay. I don't know. I don't know exactly maybe what you're talking what, about. Yeah. No. Maybe I read. I don't know. It was something I read, and I thought it was something maybe Pete was going to work with him in the past, but then it didn't come to fruition. Maybe, I definitely maybe wanted I just, to. He, he was my first choice for the low pro record for whatever reason that it didn't. The plan is getting aligned for it. Gotcha. But I've been a fan of his forever. So. Cool. It, cool. Pretty right, amazing well, to be able to do that. Definitely. When you could talk more about the studio experience and stuff, let's check out uh, Seed right now, which is the smash hit, as you would say, Pete, that you guys are smash promoting. Hit. Smash uh, hit. I, this is this is actually uh, one level up from Smash. It's a chart top. <laughs> Smash hit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is it now? Just wait, wait, so I can wait, so I can word it correctly when I promote it. Chart topping smash hit. Not just a smash. This is actually a chart topping smash hit. Yes. Okay. Chart owning. I will remember to uh, use that later I, on. I have, up, <laughs> I have upgraded the status. So. <laughs> cool. So tell us about uh, tell us about feed and why you guys chose this track and a little bit about the meeting behind it to be the the one that you're going to feature off of until we meet again. I'll start with this. For me, this was the first riff that Chris sent me. And, uh, I mean, that first opening riff is what I heard and said, you know what, this is this is 
totally cool. This could be really, really fun. So, Chris, I don't know if you want to add to that, but for, for me, Feet is a really special track on the record because it's the very first thing that I heard, and it hooked me in right away. Yeah, I mean... Nice. And what's, go, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, yeah, for me, it's this is kind of the one, you know, like constant song while we were working on all the others that I would always sort of go back to and reference as, you know, as to sort of... Um, you know, like the foundation of, of, you know, what was going to be like White Noise Owl's sound. So this was, it was kind of a no-brainer for us to, to come out with this one first. Okay. And any symbolism behind the title feed, the, any content that goes along with that track? You know, I, I wrote it about, um, you know, I'm, I was trying to take myself a little out of my comfort zone lyrically this time around. I, I'm not sure I succeeded or not, but I, I definitely tried. And uh, this song kind of just relates to having a hyperactive mind and getting lost in your head. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's pretty much what it's about. So it's kind of about uh, feeding your mind. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to put you guys on hold, and we're going to check it out, okay? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Gary. All right. Sure, hold on. All right. So as... Pete Murray, the vocalist, referred to. It is the chart-topping smash hit we're featuring right now off of White Noise Owl's debut EP, Until We Meet Again. It is Feed. Check it out, and we'll be right back.
All right, everyone, again, the debut chart topping, chart topping, gosh, this is a, a mess of words, smash hit feed off of White Noise Owl's album. Please pick it up tomorrow, March 11th. It is going to be out there on all the major digital sites. It is titled Until We Meet Again, so check it out. It's a great album that these guys have, and uh, support them. Go to whitenoiseowl.com. All right, Chris, you're back. And Pete's back. Killer. All right. Great job, guys. Great, great stuff. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm always interested, and in, in Chris can understand this, in, you know, just meanings behind things. So tell us about who came up with this idea for White Noise Owl as the name of the band <laughs> and, and what's the relevance or the, the meaning behind that, because I'm very curious. I'm glad Actually, this you're into clinical psych. If I'm going to go into this, because you <laughs> will ahead. appreciate this more than anyone. Okay. Um, so I'm actually like more than anything, I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten this question more, to be honest. But um, so white noise owl is it's comprised of, of two different components, and most people sort of assume that like white owl is some more like it like that's somehow the basis of it, um, but it's not really that accurate. So white noise is a reference to uh, an actual white noise machine, which, mm-hmm. you know, that are often found in clinical psychology settings to create like yep. this drone or, or ambient tone. Um, whenever I was in those settings, you know, I would have this tendency to, to mentally check out of a, of a conversation, like if it got real intense and I would, I would look out the window and comment about things or I would comment about how many pins were in that container or whatever. And my fallback choice was always this white noise machine that was in the room. I would always seem to comment about that specific thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the owl part was a reference to just level of self-care. And for whatever reason, I seemed to be the most creative and, and the most active, like, in the wee hours of the morning. So it was just, you know, sort of like an, this, you know, term, like, like night owl. So I took owl and... Mm-hmm. Combine that with the white noise machine, and that's kind of how, you know, we came up with white noise owl. Nice. So you're pretty much the person, Chris, who came up with this idea for the uh, the name of the band? It was kind of the, like, the name and everything was kind of, it was all in concept even before everybody was on board, which is why I kind of say that the whole thing ah. was just this giant, like, happy accident that all, like, fell together correctly. That's awesome. That's awesome. So who came up with the little logo? I love that little, the little owl, the little scribbly owl. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I do. <laughs> now, who came up the with that? Owl thing. That, was, uh, that was created by a really good friend of mine who is a professional graphics artist out of Kansas City. Uh, his name is uh, Chris Doey, and he runs his own company called Chris Doey Design. And I sort of gave him some... Uh, some general directions for what we were looking mm-hmm. for, and, and he came up with that, and, and I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it because it's so simple, but at the same time, it just has a nice impact too. So very cool. And what about Until We Meet Again? How did you guys come up with the, the name for the album? Oh, man, Pete and I were in a fist fight in Ben's lounge, I think. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> we were... Uh, we were coming to the end of recording it, and and we were we were actually sitting in the lounge talking about it, trying to figure out what we would what we would title it. And neither one of us, mm-hmm. I think, were fans of the of the self titled thing. And uh, 
So until we meet again, which is it's just sort of sat with, um, you know, sort of the rest of the language of the project because, you know, like I said, whenever we started recording, I mean, we were all shaking hands and then we were recording like right. 30 minutes later. And so this was sort of an ode to, you know, the, you guys. the aura. Yeah, just the aura of the project. We were shaking hands, saying goodbye after, you know, these three weeks together. And this Aww. was sort of until we meet again, this is what we did. That's awesome. And what about the design, the uh, graphics on the album cover, which is it's kind of, I guess, I guess it's open to interpretation. I look at it as a little bit more dysphoric because this person's kind of standing by themselves and not sure what the person's potentially anticipating doing or thinking about. So tell us a little bit about the, the album cover, too, because I think that is interesting. Yeah, I think there's some cool things going on there, too. Um, we actually played off of some lyrics that are in feed. Uh, we're, we're talking about um, I see you walking out to the edge and looking around. I, mean, I think you can mm-hmm. kind of take that literally there with that silhouette, you know, the guy standing on the ledge. Mm-hmm. And um, Pete, I, I think he's got this this healthy obsession with pictures of clouds. I think he would admit to that. And uh, uh, so we had guilty, definitely. <laughs> so we had to incorporate that as well, and um, you'll see kind of some. You know some circles that are you know um, you know combining themselves, and that was sort of uh, you know just some some symbolism for you know kind of how the whole thing came together and mm-hmm. uh, different 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 people sort of authoring their their own name to the project and, and putting their personality on it. So cool. Thank you for sharing that. Very interesting. What's your what's the obsession? Uh, the healthy obsession with clouds, Pete. Why do you like clouds? What's that about? Uh, you know, it's, it's weird. I've, I've just always um, been a sucker for a good cloud formation. I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. I was just lying in the grass, looking up at the clouds, and um, it's just kind of always stayed with me. Yeah, I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, like it's just something that I, you know, it kind of it kind of grounds me whenever I look up and see some crazy cloud formation. It kind of reminds me of how lucky we are to be on this planet and, uh, where I am, and and you know, it just it's a cool way to kind of bring me back down to earth, literally, and it gives me a good um, perspective, I guess, on on some things that I might be dwelling on. You know, life isn't that bad, really, at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. nice. it's just always been a thing with me. I, I sang a lot about it in Low Pro. There's some cloud references in quite a few songs. And, um, it's kind of cool how it just sort of filtered in here. Like my Instagram account, it's it's just all pictures of clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I think I even said awesome in the beginning, if, if you don't like clouds, then you won't like this account. Yeah, don't right. suck Pete on Instagram if you don't like clouds. <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if Christmas a phobia for fear of clouds. I don't know if anything like that exists, but maybe we can look around for something like that. So people who don't want to go to Pete's account. <laughs> But, um, all right, so tell us a little bit about, because I know from my interview with Pete back in uh, June of 2013, which I highly recommend people check out because we really got involved in just, you know, his life and his musical journey. Um, tell us, like, what it was for you guys personally to not have ties to a label or, you know, some management team that's kind of dictating how you have to do things. And, you know, do you want to take this thing to the next level? Just tell us a little bit about kind of your, your feelings with that stuff. Chris, 
I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was actually the the point of doing it independently, but with such a, you know, this, this star-studded cast. I mean, that mm-hmm. was... That was kind of the that was kind of the whole purpose. I mean, it was just to do it. We didn't really care if we sold five copies of this. Honestly, I mean, it was not mm-hmm. about the next step. It was not about let's go try to call every label we know or or any of that stuff. I mean, the, really, the goal was just to do it. And you kind of have to be a little bit of a lunatic these days to intentionally go out and make like a big budget rock album and do it without, you know, some serious financial help because there's just, there's really not much, you know, in it for you, by the way, of palpable rewards. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was actually the purpose was to do it just to see it through. So, um, so far to do that independently has been really nice because we didn't have anybody walking into the studio and, um, you know, trying to, trying to give us advice about, you know, how we should do certain things in a song or rewrites or anything like that. I mean, even in the in the mixing process, we just got to do whatever we want, which was great. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, about you, was, Pete? That was the most refreshing thing about this. It was kind of almost like a... I, I was kind of looking at it like, you know, there's, there's four guys, we've all been doing this for a long time, and everyone kind of came to the table with what they do, you know? And, like, I personally... The first day was really cool for me at East West because I, you know, I wasn't doing any vocals. I did some scratch tracks, but that was it. And I really got to just kind of stand back and watch what everybody was kind of bringing to the table. You know, I mm-hmm. sort of made a pact not to get. I I didn't really want to get involved in. And I, I've heard Chris say this too about, you know, Chris used to be a drummer, you know, but we brought Will Hunt in and and we let Will Hunt do his thing, you know, and we didn't. We didn't get too involved on it, you nitpicking what he was doing because it was a it was really a cool showcase for where we all are in life, I think, and we all you know everybody just kind of brought what they do to the table, and it all just kind of worked perfectly, which was kind of a cool um you know just kind of well for me personally anyway, it's like well this is this is where I've gone, you know, and this all I've come to this point in music, I've been doing it for this long, and I was able to bring this part to the table and it all kind of worked and I don't know, it was just kind of a magical little thing where everybody, we all kind of were able to operate freely, but it all, but we all stayed kind of within the boundaries of what, of what this thing was going to be. And it just all really worked. And I've been in different positions, you know, where there's a lot of ego involved and people want to put their stamp on it. I, I never felt like there was any of that going on really, which was, which was right. pretty refreshing. We were all, yeah, that is. you know, I, I have mad respect for everybody there, you know, Ben Gross, you know, obviously like I, I enjoy producing bands and mixing bands as well, but Ben Gross is the man. He's, he's had a, a lot of success and I, I was strictly there to learn from him. I wasn't going to get, certainly wasn't going to get in there and be like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I would have done that. <laughs> that. You know, it's like I, I totally came to learn and to have fun and to, right. and also to, to bring to the table what I do. And it, it, I think, I, I feel like it was the same for everybody. Everybody just kind of came in and, and swung as hard as they could. And it all just and kind I of think fit that's perfectly probably together. what made it. And I think that's a good point you make, Pete, because I think that's probably what made it so successful too. Like you said, you guys kind of know where each of your places are, but at the same time, maybe you have something to offer each other, but you can also learn from each other. You're not coming in with these egos where, you know, you know everything and no one can tell you what to do. And I, 
you know, that's, I think, from my own personal experiences from being in and out of projects years ago is, right, that was the most difficult thing for me is I love to learn and I want people to critique me and I want to grow. I'm not coming in and trying to, you know, one-up someone. And, and the hard thing is most musicians, you know, they know what's best and they don't want anyone to tell them what to do. And, you know, I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's natural. You want to you show what you can do, you know. But, uh, yeah, in this, in this right. case, I felt, I felt like everybody was just bringing the best of what they do to the table. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about, because uh, I definitely want to spend a little time on Craig Stego, because as I said, you guys together as a team have just been great with promoting all this stuff. How did Now, how did you meet him, Chris, and then what is Pete's, if you have any relationship with him prior, Pete, just tell us a little bit about that so we can give him a nice plug. He's the artist relations yeah. manager. That's how he described himself. Craig is kind of... Uh... He was, you know, somewhat like the puppeteer behind, you know, the curtain there for a little while. Um, I met Craig uh, through another great friend of mine, a producer named Michael Raffel. Uh, he was in a band called Neve quite a little while ago now, but uh, I worked with him on some, uh, like on the, the Fear the Clown projects he was involved in heavily. And uh, he called up Craig and, and kind of put us uh you know, in touch, and I think that was sometime in 2008, and ever since then, Craig has, he's managed my music career personally, and I went to him whenever I had the the really, really, you know, infant <laughs> concept for White Noise Owl, and he got a hold of Pete and sort of put the two of us together and got us talking, mm-hmm. and that was sort of the Kickstarter there, so. Nice. And did you know him before, Pete, or it was just through the introduction with Chris? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. I'm just a fan at this point. I, I didn't know him. Uh, we just started. Wow. He kind of introduced, kind of introduced the whole thing, and then we've just been talking ever since. But um, you know, he's a very enthusiastic guy. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, which is always contagious. So. Definitely. Yeah. And and I would say that just for me personally, and that's when I do these interviews, I do them again, like I said, because genuinely and authentically, I just really like doing them, but it makes it that much more exciting when you have a group of people, like I said, with Craig, and I mean, the, the, the minute we booked this thing, he's promoting it, and he's tagging it, and it was just so cool to see that, and I just, like I said, it was just so, I just appreciated it so much, and, and respect everything that you guys do, and really cool, really cool stuff. You know, we all have, we actually all have a lot of mutual friends, too, which is, which is fun, uh, and weird, even just, yeah. yeah, like we all have kind of been in the same circles, but not having met each other before is pretty amazing. Obviously, John and I uh, go way back, but Craig knows a lot right. of people that I do, and, and so it's just yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, nice. Craig, Craig kind of had his own equal weight in all of this, just because he, you know, he ran in some of those same circles, and in, and like Pete was saying, it was just odd that that nobody had ever really, you know, actually come into to contact before. So, I don't know. He was definitely a member of the team. Definitely. Definitely. So, I wanted to play another song, and uh, Pete was cool with that, and I hope you're cool with that too, Chris, because this stuff is really great, and I want to give an opportunity to get it out there for you guys. So, I picked Are You Are You Breathing, which is just, to me, really showcases just everything that you guys bring to the table, and it's a very kind of dynamic song and just incorporates so many different things from the band. Um, I know it's a little long, but I just, I really like the track, and it, even though it's a long track, it goes pretty quick. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about that track. For me, this was one of the uh, this was one of the tougher ones to crack, and I think it was actually the last one we worked on in the demo process. But it it turned out to be, for me anyway, uh, probably one of the most rewarding, just because we got to we really got to include a lot of dynamics into this song. I mean, the it does have sort of a lengthy bridge area, but I think that that's kind of a, a special part of the EP, you know, independently all by itself. But um, this. For me personally, this is kind of everything that I always loved about Pete as a vocalist too. I mean, you have a little bit of everything in this song. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, is we got the? To, go ahead. We got to throw the book at this one too. I mean, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of pro, really cool programming in here, and uh, there's a. I mean, everyone's doing some crazy stuff in this song, so it's it's really kind of a showcase of, of what we all do. Okay. And if I may any say con- so. That's okay. Sounds good. Any content or meaning behind Are You Breathing? What is that in relation uh, to? It, I mean, obviously, this is uh, some of my, my yoga coming into play here. Uh, but, you know, to, okay. breathe is all you really, to breathe is all you really need is, is kind of sums it all up, you know. Um, we, we all have a tendency to get lost in, in stuff that really isn't important in the end. So. All right. Well, with yeah. that being said, let's uh, let's check out this track, and I'll put you guys on hold again, and then we'll come back and you know plug some of the sites that you're on, and just kind of what the future might bring for White Noise Owl in terms of any upcoming shows and et cetera. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Terry. All right, hold on, guys. All right, everyone. Again, White Noise Owl. We have Chris Shy, the guitarist, and Pete Murray, vocalist, on the air right now. They're doing an Awesome job with the interview. So if you tuned in late for any reason, the podcast will be downloaded and or stream it for free after it's over. So as I mentioned again, the album is out tomorrow, White Noise Owl, and it's called Until We Meet Again. And this is personally one of my favorite tracks off the album. It's titled Are You Breathing? And here we go. Check it out.
All right, everyone, again, welcome back. Are You Breathing by White Noise Owl. Be sure to pick up their album tomorrow, March 11th, titled Until We Meet Again. So just another amazing track by you guys. And I will bring them back on, and everyone will hear the other music once they uh, get the album. All right, Chris, you're back, and Pete, you're back. All right, nice, nice song, guys. What's up? said applause, applause. Applause, applause. That's right. Too bad I don't have some uh, little hands clapping in the background. But, uh, yeah, just <laughs> unbelievable track. Really, really great stuff, guys. I don't think I've ever so, had that many. I've never sang that many layers in one song. It how was, many layers was, were in it? We just oh went to town on that thing. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> like I said, we just threw the book at it. We went to town on it. So it how many pretty, about? pretty excited. I couldn't even tell you. Wow. Like that last yeah. chorus vocally is probably the most vocals I've ever had going on at once. It was awesome. That's cool. I love that. I love when people layer stuff and just there's so much, like you said, dynamic to it. So it's great. Yeah, I'm really into, really into so. the technology and we, we really got to use it on this. So it was very, very cool. Nice. Nice. So what are the plans, guys, with the album? Like you said, there was no real strings attached going into it in terms of an outcome where you needed to sell X amount or, you know, go on tour. But is there any plans in the future to do some shows? Tell us a little bit about, you know, if there's anything that's going to come out of this. Yes, I think think it was a minor miracle that we're seeing the release of it tomorrow considering, you know, how, how weird it was to, you know, for it to all come together the way that it did. And we didn't have any plans initially amongst just, you know, seeing this um, sort of take flight tomorrow. Um, I mean, we've, we've certainly fielded some interesting phone calls and stuff, and, and we're open to, to whatever comes our way, I think. But, I mean, really mm-hmm. the, the point was just to, just to get it out there and see what happens. So. All right. What about you, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're all – we're all open to anything at this point. Um, but, but the music was kind of the most fun for us. So obviously we need to write mm-hmm. a little more, um, which, which we'll do. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, we're, we're just, uh, it is, it's kind of weird how we, it's all of a sudden it's March 10th. I don't really know how that happened. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. We're, we're figuring it all out. You know, we've all been through this before, so, um, we're just we're just gonna do the right thing basically at the end of the day. I remember um I was listening actually to uh your interview with Pete for Disintegration Fact uh back okay. in June and uh funny enough, like it, i don't know, like I had like a full circle moment because I remember exactly where I was that night whenever you were you were giving that interview to Pete and we were like barely talking about feed I think at that point so to now be um, you know at this place where we're seeing the EP actually come out tomorrow it's just I don't know it's, it's, it's kind of overwhelming just to see that happen and then we'll just kind of take it from there so yeah well I mean it's, it's just a great accomplishment that you guys did and just something to be as you said really proud of and uh, brought a great team of people together and, and put out some amazing music so I don't know what more you can ask for it sounds like it's just going to be icing on the cake with everything that uh, potentially can come out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we look no? forward to it. Cool, cool. But, I mean, it's 
great having you guys on the night before. I love when I get an opportunity to interview bands before their actual release date. So this is really cool for me, too, uh, to be supporting you guys and, and helping you promote it. Yeah, thanks for that, Carrie. And it's really about, you know, we've been trying to get everybody to kind of spread the word around. And that's really mm-hmm. that's really what this is, you know. I mean, we uh, it's all about people talking about it and and hopefully liking it tomorrow. And uh, thank you for having us yep, today. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Well, if you guys uh, put more music out with it, or if there's you know something else in the future where you guys are taking it to another level, just keep in touch with me. Let me know. We'll bring you back on, and we'll uh, talk all about that. And uh, Pete, you definitely have to contact me when uh, Life on Planet Nine is getting ready to come out. <laughs> Exciting! <laughs> we'll bring you on again. And We're same almost with you, there. One more song. Are you? I need I need some more projects. Yeah, I've only yeah. have one more song left. I think okay. I might be partially to blame for why that that album got delayed. So Pete probably <laughs> owes me a fresh one right to the face. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was a blessing in disguise in some weird way, Chris, with you, you know, coming in with this white noise owl idea and uh you know, you guys put this amazing yeah, thing out there. It's not like so. I got dragged in kicking and screaming. I mean it was it was definitely right. <laughs> it's, it's been a blast, so cool. cool. There's well, time hi, for Pete. everything. Go ahead. Oh that's right, Pete. You find time for everything. You do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, and if people uh, Pete, also um I'll plug two real quick. Like, if people actually want to buy a uh, a physical copy of this record, we actually did make those. They still exist. I know it's it's kind of a weird <laughs> concept, but um, you can actually order it uh, either through com or our Facebook page. We have links there where you can you know just buy it through PayPal, and we'll ship it out to you. If not, then go and download it. All that good stuff. We totally support that too. So, what about Laserdisc? Cool. Laser disc is that's coming with uh, the second round, which will be merch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any merchandise? That's the next phase. We didn't, yeah, we didn't, we didn't really anticipate the need for it, and now we've kind of, we, we've heard, we've heard the demand, so we're we're working on that. Cool. John Fostock right, is the, John Fostock is the man. He's got a a really successful company right now called Kill Your Culture. Uh, okay. And he's uh we're we're gonna work with him on, on getting some merch going. Great. Great. That sounds good guys. All right. Well I wish you much success with this album and I'm sure there's gonna be nothing but good things to come out of it and as I mentioned, you're always welcome to come back on. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Gary. you so much for having us. Yeah, definitely guys. Good luck with tomorrow and uh, I'm sure it's gonna be a, a really cool day for you guys to all celebrate. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Thanks, Carrie. Talk to you soon. All right. You Take too. care. All right. All right. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, White Noise Owl. So, for any reason you tuned in late, you could check out the podcast. Great interview with guitarist Chris Shai and vocalist Pete Murray. And, of course, Will Hunt from uh, Evanescence and My Empire and all the amazing bands that he plays with, drummer and also bassist John. Fanstock, and I probably botched that name again, so I apologize, John. But uh, check these guys out. Download it tomorrow, White Noise Owl. Go to whitenoiseowl.com. Become a fan of them on Facebook. Give them a like and uh, support these guys because they got some amazing stuff going on. The album, again, is titled Until We Meet Again. 
So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I want to do a couple of quick plugs. Be sure to check out talentspotlightmagazine.net. It is an online magazine that does really thorough, comprehensive interviews with people in the entertainment industry. And also check out Davin's Den, which is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you laugh and think at the same time, then that is a show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So to find out more about them or to listen to some of their podcasts, go to Davin's Den at uh, davincomedy.com. All right, so it's been a long day. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have any interviews booked for next week, but I'm in the process of putting some stuff together right now. So just become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show. I would appreciate it. That is where you can find all the updates for upcoming shows and events. I also have two Facebook pages, so I love to keep in touch with people personally. Become a befriend me on Facebook, uh, search Carrie Edelman, and also follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. So, again, thanks for tuning into the show. Please spread the word about these guys. Uh, download this podcast, and uh, let's get it out there. It'll be available once the show is over. And, again, special thanks again to Craig Stegall for setting up the interview. He is the artist relations manager for White Noise Owl. So thanks again for tuning in, everyone, and have a great night. <laughs>